By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. OMG, I have an idea. You have an idea? We are not so straight talk. another episode of Not So Straight Talk on Hunter's Bay Radio 88.7 and MuskokaRadio.com. And guess what? We have a very special guest today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves for a change. Hey, uh, I'm D.W. Watterson, and I'm a director and artist. I just released my debut EP this past Friday, so exciting stuff. Perfect. And how do you prefer to be addressed? Uh, D.W. is perfect for me. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. It's kind of like down with Watterson. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> well, we've got to have a little bit of fun here. So so tell me a little bit about you, like you, your producer as well. Yes. Um, so with my debut EP coming out, I've been working on it for a very long time. Obviously, COVID threw a wrench into um, the plans, delaying it a, a little bit longer. But I've been working on this EP for the past probably four years. So very happy to get it out there, uh, to be getting people dancing again, which is always very exciting. Um, my live shows are me DJing and also playing drums at the same time, I'm usually bouncing back and forth, lots of cartoon visuals behind me, high energy. I always say if you come to one of my shows uh, and you don't leave drenched in sweat, then you didn't have a good time. So that's always my goal is to get everybody dancing. And uh, during the day I work as a director and a writer. I did a web series called That's My DJ. That's had over 6 million views and brought me all over the world. So that was kind of based off of my life as a DJ in Toronto. So kind of just like art imitating art going back and forth in that retrospect. I was just going to say sweating is a sign of something good. I think so. I think so. I mean, who wants to go out and not sweat? It's You didn't have a good time. That's right. Everything sweaty is good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how do you kind of develop your music? How have you kind of got your start? What made you jump into that? Well, I started playing drums when I was 16 in like a rock emo band in high school. Um, Always been attracted to percussion and rhythm. Played in a, a number of different bands from country to screamo to pop. Uh, And then when I went to the big city that is Toronto, which is where I reside now, I discovered electronic music for the the first time. And that really kind of caught my attention. 
ended up traveling to London, England and living overseas a little bit as that was kind of the hub of electronic music. Um, and yeah, just kind of fell in love and, and am still in love with that genre. Um, for me, kind of everything that I've done this EP is really based off of the seven years that I've been DJing and throwing these parties called Homebrew. Uh, actually, it's been probably eight or nine years now with COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you, you play certain songs, you play certain sounds, certain rhythms, and the crowd responds. So kind of taking all that information from the past eight years of what really gets crowds going and, and using that to kind of influencing uh, influence my starting point for creating these tracks. Have you been, well, I guess it's been difficult during COVID, but uh, have how did you feel about working in Europe? Um, it's great. I feel like with each new city, it's a different vibe. Um, I DJed in Switzerland once and they really love their deep house and, and kind of like chill step. And that's kind of like the peak of their, their kind of dance nights. Uh, so when I threw on something a little bit more, um, you know, high BPM and a little bit more upbeat, they, they were, that wasn't their jam. So it really is interesting kind of playing all over the world, uh, you really have to read the room, you know, what, what does this crowd want? And then also influence your own flavors of what you're bringing to the table. Mm. That raises a question because we have some listeners that have this habit about saying about DJs that they just press buttons. So maybe I mean, you can there explain. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like maybe, yeah, maybe you can explain there's... that a little bit. <laughs> For sure. I mean, there are definitely buttons involved. Um, and don't get me wrong. There are some people who call themselves DJs and they're like, these are my favorite songs and I'm going to play them for you. And that's what they do. But I think the mark of a true kind of DJ is you're a curator of the night. So how I kind of approach my DJ sets is I kind of like to kind of set everything up like I'm telling a story, kind of, you know, pulling from my director's brain a little bit. But, you know, I start off the, the evening with kind of one tone of music and I kind of build the story going up and down. And then ultimately at the end of my set, I always kind of bring it up to a climax. Um, so yeah, I think a mark of a good DJ is being able to kind of tell that story and, and weave your audience in and out of highs and lows and bassy stuff and disco stuff um, and reading the room. You know, not everybody's going to like disco and uh, you got to figure that out quick. And not everybody's going to like deep bassy stuff where you're, where you're putting your butt on the floor. Uh, so you got to pay attention to your audience. That is, that is the key, isn't it? Really? I mean, any artist, that's what they do. They play to their audience. Yeah. And, you know, we're bringing our own flavor uh, for each artist, you know, your own voice. That's what you're bringing to the table, but you also have to pay, see, see what the audience is saying. And it's a back and forth kind of exchange with energy. The more, they're dancing and having a good time, the more I'm dancing and having a good time. And that's going to influence my decision on what song I'm going to play next. What's the difference you found between here and traveling in Europe and in London? Um, I think here people in Toronto tend to go out to look cool. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, dancing and electronic music is like a way of life. In Europe, it's very much, you know, the way we kind of go out to brunch. Uh, and we have this like brunch culture in Toronto. That's very much how the dance culture is in Europe. Um, there are definitely pockets of amazing parties in Toronto, uh, you know, that are kind of a little bit more 
dancing all night to kind of like minimal deep house music until six in the morning. Um, but yeah, I think overall Toronto, you're going to a party to, to meet people and look cool and probably hook up <laughs> generally. <laughs> I, I like to bring a little bit of a different flavor. They're still hooking up usually. Um, <laughs> but I like to bring the flavor of like having fun and going to a show and interacting and forgetting about your phone, forgetting about the stress of your day job and jumping up and down and dancing like you haven't danced before. <laughs> I like to dance naked personally, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> well, uh, that might be a little questionable on my shows, but uh, you know, whatever makes you happy. Right. Right. Um, so th- tell us a little bit about the process for you for writing a song. Uh, you, I, I've listened to some of your music. It's amazing. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I certainly enjoy your new music that's coming out. Um, I got to get us a, a sneak peek, which I'm very excited about because you know, it's fun to get the no before anybody knows. Oh yes, it's always it's always uh, super fun to get that sneak peek. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. Writing writing music for me is you kind of get in the zone um, again, like kind of picturing myself in the party is what was my inspiration. Uh, picturing myself, what an audience is going to react to, and finding those really interesting beats and sounds that I can put together. And once I kind of start to build kind of like that rough track, that scratch track, then to me, it's what is the song now telling me? Uh, And then I went on a deep dive journey into finding all these amazing queer artists from across Canada uh, to feature on each track. It's important to me to lift up the queer community. I find when we do go to Prides, it is a lot of, uh, you know, music from the straight community (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, that is being blasted all over Pride and there's so many talented queer artists mm-hmm. that don't have access or, you know, maybe don't have the grant funding. Um, and so, yeah, I spent a lot of time researching and scoping around listening to amazing, talented queer folks. Um, and then I was kind of just reaching out to them, seeing who would, you know, this kind of style, especially for this track bubble. Uh, once I heard Sidani's music, I was like, holy crap, there is no one like her in Canada. Um, I, I need her. She's the only one who can do this track justice. And uh, I politely hounded her for six months <laughs> <laughs> to, to get on the track. It was COVID. People were busy. People were stressed out. A lot of people kind of walked away from work, especially artists, you know, um, when you can't perform live, it's like, well, what are we doing now? So we, a lot of us had to find different ways of making an income. Um, but after six months, she was like, yes, I love this song. I want to do it. Uh, and, and we got it done. And then the song really started to come to life and moving the pieces around from there to kind of elevate it to its fullest. It's interesting that you raised that question about prides and queer artists. It's, um, I, I do know that it's definitely a challenge for artists and from the community to get some playtime in certain arenas. And you would think those arenas like prides would go out of their way to make sure they had queer artists, uh, but some not so much. <laughs> Absolutely. And they do yeah. lift up queer artists for the most part of, you know, performing on the little stages or whatever, but you know, you're walking past the corporate booths and they're playing songs and it's typically Lady Gaga or Madonna. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and though they are loved by our community, they are not a part of our community and they don't understand our community. And I would just love to hear from more queer artists who are a part of our community. Well, I, I mean, and people don't know, like Serena Ryder, Biff Naked are part of our community. Exactly. Like, and they're Canadian icons. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> Katie Lang, another one. Oh, you know? I mean, one of the greats, one of the greats. Yeah. So I, I don't, I, I think that's been one of our focuses is just trying to, you know, get, you know, give queer artists a voice and because they just don't seem to get it unfortunately, on the, on the big media screens. That's why I really like working with uh, Hunter's Bay Radio. They've been very good about um, doing stuff like this. That's awesome. That makes me so happy. I definitely feel like the future is queer. <laughs> on that note, Pigeon, we're going to take a few <laughs> minutes for our sponsors because, you know, we got to pay the bills. So thank, uh, we'll be right back after these messages on Hunter's Bay Radio 88.7 muskokaradio.com and we'll see you in a few minutes pigeon buy muskoka for muskoka your collection of muskoka based talk shows muskoka magazine the bay 88.7 brought to you by dairy lane dental keeping muskoka smiling for over 30 years visit dairylanedental.com hi pigeon welcome back for the commercials uh you are tuning in to nuts with street talk our second half with dw watson and we're so excited to have you on the show dw thank you thank you for having me no, it's been fun. I, I love, you know, you're talking about diversity. So let's talk about that while we're, while we've just finished up on that. Like, how are you finding queer artists? Are they getting the representation? That you- I feel like there's a lot of lists. Um, and, you know, I think in the grant world, they are starting to be supported. Um, but I think we're, we're really craving that support from mainstream media. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's where it's kind of lacking. It's, you know, queer artists and indigenous artists and black artists, they're starting to get the funding. People are starting to put lists together and say, we really support, support diversity, but I want, I really want to see that reflected in our media, in our magazines, on, in our television series, um, in the stories we're telling. Yeah. Cause it, we never seem to really see it in front of the camera. We or, always or behind. Just, well, yeah, but they talk about it behind the camera. You know, they talk about, yeah, well, they we're talk hiring about this diversity person. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. They talk about, well, we're going to hire a diversity person and blah, 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 and they're going to help us. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like at the end of the day, um, I would really just love for to see people put their money where their mouth is uh, yeah. uh, a little bit because there are so many talented artists. I mean, going on my quest to find all of these amazing collaborators on my album, um, I was kind of all over SoundCloud looking at like top 10 queer artists from Toronto, from Vancouver, from Calgary, you know, listening to their stuff on Bandcamp, on going to people's Instagrams. Uh, it's, it's very doable. It's, you just, you just got to do the research. And I know people who are busy and people who are in power positions, they don't, may not want to do the research because it takes a long time to do. And you have to speak to also to those communities and know where to go. Mm-hmm. So I feel like once we're kind of able to to kind of get into that, then we're going to see those voices. Well, I mean, the one thing we've noticed is that there's no LGBT station, music radio station in Canada. Uh, isn't there? There's there's proud. No. Well, there's Toronto. Yeah, sure. They're proud. <laughs> <laughs> like I've 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 gone through the the dial. I'm like, I've heard them. 
But I still, I'm like, you know, would love to hear more queer stuff out of that radio station, too. Well, you would think you would. I mean, they're supposed to be about the queer community, but they just, yeah, it's like they never played like new and upcoming artists, we've noticed. Yeah, I think it's happening. I think we're having these conversations and, you know, queer artists are starting to kind of like talk to each other and listen to, to one another. I know I've been contacted for other independent uh, radio stations that are starting to kick off where they are focused on new queer voices. Um, mm. So it's just building that audience and, and, you know, building it together. It's just strange that just, I, I just don't understand how the big media just don't grasp this. Like this is changing and you're either going to be playing catch up or you could lead the way. What you want to do? Like, I mean, you know, notoriously uh, Canadian media tends to play catch up. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> so that's probably the way it's going to go, but exactly. you know, we're going to lead, we're going to lead the pack. We're going to lead the pack together. Yeah. And it, it doesn't make any sense, especially with the internet and everything you can do now. Like, it's just like, you look at it and go, hello, I could do a show from home. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so many successful, like queer YouTube creators in Canada right. who have right. huge followings, which is awesome. Like inherently there is so much queerness in this country even on the web series front like Carmilla was one of kind of the first big web series uh that was for a lesbian audience and it blew Mm -hmm. up I mean my my web series that's my DJ the second season was very queer and based off of my experience kind of falling in lust in the DJ scene and uh that that was the season that kind of blew up and sparks those conversations so there's so much queer content here um yeah yeah well at, at hunters bay radio we have two there's uh us and let's be honest <laughs> amazing is the name of the other show so i mean make sure you tune into them pigeon because they're they're nice lesbians <laughs> <laughs> um so how do people find you dw they can find me on instagram uh, you can just type in DW Watterson and I'll pop up. Same with Twitter, SoundCloud. Uh, where else? Where else do I exist on the internet? <laughs> uh, Bandcamp, Spotify, all your streaming services has all my music. And are you on the the Facebook MetLife, whatever it's becoming? Um, not really. Uh, <laughs> I can <laughs> I feel understand like Mark that. Zuckerberg really pissed me off. Uh, so I was like, see you later. I understand yeah. that he films Instagram, but yeah, kind of taking a step, step back. I took a step oh. back from Facebook a while ago. And understandable. Will you be, be performing anytime coming up? Well, I just had my big album launch party, which was awesome and sold out and was so celebratory. It was my first show in two years since right before the pandemic hit. Uh, but there will definitely be shows in 2022. Any idea if you know of any yet or is it still in the I don't know of any yet. I feel okay. like because of restrictions are kind of up and down that people are kind of shifting schedules around and, and pressing pause on what's actually feasible. So if you follow me on social media, you will know when my next show is. That is perfect. Well, we'll make sure that people follow you, Pigeon. Awesome. Thank you so much. No, no problem at all. 
So on that note, Pigeon, because we want to play one of your songs, and unfortunately this does not carry over to the podcast because this becomes a podcast afterwards, so you'll have to actually look it up. But if we're on the station, you get to hear it right after the show. <laughs> so it, it's a little complicated, but that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we will be sharing one of your songs right after this as well. So I, I just want to thank you, DW, for coming out and joining us today on Not So Straight Talk. Uh, we know you're busy and we don't want to keep you too long because, you know, you got to get back to work. Yes. Going back into my rave caves, going to going to start working on some new music. <laughs> All right, Pigeons. Thank you. Make sure you follow GW Watterson on their social media, Instagram, Spotify. Check it out. Great music. Lovely beat. If you want to dance naked you, where nobody's watching, you can. On that note, Pigeon, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Not So Straight Talk on Hunter's Bay Radio 88.7, MuskokuRadio.com. And we'll see you all real soon. Bye-bye, Pigeon. Please stand for human right. Oh, that's tight. Inclusion, diversity, equality, acceptance. That's the idea. And that's That's what we're all about. about. Stand up. Stand up.